Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC, providing primary and advanced specialty care throughout all of central Pennsylvania and beyond. A list of providers in the area can be found at upmc.com slash findadoc. Welcome to The Spark. I'm Scott Lamar. One of the most important issues or challenges facing the U.S. and Pennsylvania is updating, modernizing, and improving our infrastructure. It's not just roads and bridges, even though it's a big part of it, but energy, ports, drinking water, stormwater, and wastewater. The American Society of Civil Engineers releases a report card every four years that provides a status of infrastructure. The 2022 report card for Pennsylvania infrastructure grades the state as a C-. If you go by a traditional report card, that would put the state on the lower end of average. Pennsylvania is doing well in aviation and hazardous waste with a B-. But other areas need improvement, such as wastewater and bridges that got Ds. To discuss the Pennsylvania report card on the Spark today is engineer David DeJoya, co-chair of the Infrastructure Report Card for Pennsylvania. Mr. DeJoya, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So what does a C-minus overall grade for Pennsylvania actually translate to? Uh, I think, you know, as, as ASCE has developed these report cards through the years, um, we, we try to level the pl playing field across all states uh, and, and in the country. Um, and I think it, it, it's, it's important to look at how you know, we've changed over the years, too. So I think a C minus, you know, obviously it's important that we, we address issues that are below grade, you know, traditional grade, uh, you know, B's being good, A's being better. Uh, C's and D's, we start to get into issues where we better start looking at it. And, and that's the intent, really, of the report card is to really look at, you know, where is our infrastructure? Uh, where is it and where is it going? And how have we done in the, in the past to, to address that? So I want to go down through the list of grades so that everyone knows where you're coming from today. Uh, there are several categories. Aviation, a B minus. Bridges, a D plus. Dams, a C. Drinking water, a D. Energy, a C. Hazardous waste, a B minus. Levees, a C. Ports, a C plus. Public parks, a C plus. Rail, a C. Roads, C minus. Solid waste, C plus. Stormwater, a D. Transit, a D. And wastewater, a D minus. Now, I want to start with the infrastructure that most people think of first roads and bridges. Roads actually improved since the last report card four years ago to a C minus. Explain that great. Yeah, sure. We, you know, we've had, you know, with the work of the previous report cards in 18 and, and, and work with the legislator to, to really increase funding for roads, um, Act 89 being implemented and other, other legislative events, you know, in the early part of, of, of 20, you know, uh, of the first two years, uh, so 2020, uh, pre-COVID, we saw some really good, in, in, you know, uh, investment into our infrastructure, particularly on the road side. Um, you know, we had that little thing called COVID that put a little hiccup in a lot of things. So I think the grade took a little bit uh, of, of an effect there, uh, but our roads have definitely increased uh, in the investment that we're going into it. And we actually were seeing that investment in the early part of the, of the four, first four years. 
Okay, now that's the money part of it, the investment. What about the condition of the roads themselves? Has there been improvement there? Sure, absolutely. So part of our grade, we look at you know not only the investment side, which is very important. Uh, you know, we can't do anything without our funding side, but actually the conditions of the roadway. So we did see improvement it, occurring out there with you know with the investment occurring and the improvement occurring occurring, and it's and I think it's going to continue. We we see some issues or we see some focus on infrastructure and roads from a national level down to a state level. Uh, I think there's definitely going to be a continuation of of improvement on the roadway system. Pennsylvanians, as you probably are aware of, are pretty critical of the condition of the roads. Uh, we we always think that uh, we we have the worst roads in the country. Uh, there has been a survey of truckers over the years, which always ranks Pennsylvania on the low side of the conditions of its roads. So a lot of people, especially when they have a pothole right outside their house or there's a road that is on their commute that is not in the greatest condition, think, well, you know, our roads aren't improving. What evidence is there that the roads are improving? Yeah, I think it's it's a difficult situation in, in Pennsylvania, particularly because we have a lot of knowledge of state-owned roadways. We have a significant knowledge of local-owned roadways. Uh, and then take it to the high level of the interstates, uh, which are federally, you know, partially federally supported in, in state. Uh, I think I think initially we saw some investment in the in the infrastructure in the interstate area, trying to bring our interstates back up, addressing some of those concerns from those truckers that that we have. Uh, so I do think there was some investment in that side, and and we're starting to see more investment on the state level uh, into the roadways. Although they got to balance all the budgets of everything between the roads and the bridges and everything else. So I do think uh, there's a level there. Local is tough. I mean, again, funding is a is a hard situation and, and local roads you know, seem to have more of a struggle in trying to repair some of that. Um, but hopefully we're seeing some of that being improved. Many of the issues that we're talking about here and the infrastructure listed in the report card that uh, received grades, uh, can be influenced by population, by a growing population, by the number of vehicles on the road, uh, the number of vehicles crossing a bridge, that kind of thing. I mean, I look down at uh, wastewater and stormwater. All those things are influenced by development and uh, a growing population. Now, Pennsylvania doesn't have the fastest growing population, but we have a lot of congestion on our roads. And there has been criticism over the years from some people who say that we just can't build our way out of that congestion, that we have to find better ways. You as an engineer, what are some of the recommendations that uh, this report card has to improve and modernize Pennsylvania roads? Sure, sure. Uh, you know, there's there's some truth to that, which is we, we also look at the transit level. You know, we've we've got to look at our our transportation system from a holistic perspective. You know, we 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 have road, we have vehicles, we have we have transit, we have pedestrians. You know, so there is a push to really try to get people out of their cars where it makes sense, and and we can do that. And I think from an engineering standpoint, we're seeing that more and more from from the national level to the local level. The the US DOT just released their complete streets policy for the country. You know, we want to make streets uh, available to all types of people, all vehicles, all modes. 
Um, so I think there's a push there. And, and again, we have struggles with that. You need densities to have the transit and you need other things. But, but I think we, as an engineer, we start to push and look at it from a holistic standpoint because it all ties together in some way, shape or form. And like you said, from all, even the other things, uh, you know, population affects all of our other systems that are out there. Uh, so I do think that, that we're looking at it, starting to look at it more from a holistic approach and how we can approach it that way. Much of what we're discussing today depends on funding. Now, we do have money coming from the federal government. You mentioned Act 89 that uh, was enacted here in Pennsylvania. Uh, well, it's 10 years now that uh, that's been right. enacted. But one of the key aspects of Act 89 was money coming from the gas tax. One of your recommendations in uh, the report card is to pilot and fully implement large-scale user fees for passenger and freight vehicles that provide a solid foundation to replace the gas tax within this decade. You know, cars are becoming more fuel efficient. There are more electric, there are going to be more electric vehicles on the road that don't use gasoline. Everyone, Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, admit we have to get away from the gas tax. So what would the recommendation be here? How could we do something with user fees? Sure, sure. Uh, you know, eliminating the gas tax isn't going to happen overnight. I think we all realize that. Uh, it, it is an important source of, of funding for our, for our infrastructure and transportation. And as you said, the, the, it's, it keeps getting dwindled away with other things, electric vehicles and so forth. I think we're going to start to see small steps in that direction. You know, we're going to see uh, where where mileage-based user fees can be can be implemented. There's many a many a programs going on. The Northeast Coalition's looking at at, at trial in different ways of looking at this. Uh, the technologies are catching up with things. We all carry our phones. We have all these different ways of technology. I think we're going to step into that slowly. Uh, I think the goal is to get there. Uh, so we can look at a way to, to help support, you know, the, the funding in a, in a more meaningful and more applicable way. Um, so I do think we're going to get there slowly but surely. And we're starting to see other things like maybe fees on EV vehicles in the short term until we get to a point where we can, uh, you know, charge mileage based user fees. Um, so there's a lot of I know within Pennsylvania, and the legislature here, they're looking at different ways to, to try to offset some of those things in the short term until we can implement something on a bigger term, which probably will take a federal level to look at because it's going to affect every state within within the United States. And interstate highways, which, as you mentioned earlier, yep. the, the feds uh, have control over. Our guest is David DeJoya, co-chair of the Infrastructure Report Card for Pennsylvania from the American Society of Civil Engineers. We're talking about that report card for the state. And let's move on to bridges. Bridges were graded as a D plus. That's not a good grade, but it is an improvement. Pennsylvania has made some improvement over the last four or five years in the status of its bridges, but we still have the second most bridges in poor condition. And we're reminded of what can happen with the Fern Hollow Bridge collapse in Pittsburgh. Uh, last year, in January of last year. So what's the status of Pennsylvania's bridges right now? Yeah, we, you know, the bridges are, are as we said, we're, we, we've had some solid investment in bridges. Uh, we have a lot of bridges. Um, I think in the United States, there's over 617,000 bridges uh, that are, you know, 42% of them are, are 50 years old. So we've got a lot of aging structure, infrastructure here. 
Um, I do think the investment is 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 coming, and we've been looking at that. Uh, I think there's a focus. The reason the grade dropped a little bit is we we had some good good positive improvements occurring, deficient bridges being improved and removed from deficient lists, and and we still got others coming in. So I think it's a it's a management of how do we address these issues, uh, you know, in a in a in a in a good way to to get these bridges back up to 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 you know to safety and concerns there. As an engineer. What is the shelf life? What is the life uh, that is estimated for a bridge? You know, it's, a, it's just like anything. Um, if we maintain it, they'll last a very long time. So I do think in, in our infrastructure world, some of the, sometimes we run into situations where we don't maintain them as they should be maintained uh, due to lack of funding and lack of money to do things. And, and, it, and it does shorten the life uh, of a bridge. Um, you know, bridges can last 100 years, and they have, but we've seen them. There's many around in the country that, that have last. But again, it takes an investment to keep them up, up to speed and up, up to, you know, you know, maintenance maintained and, and, and looking at that. In looking at your recommendations in the report card, it says prioritize bridge maintenance and preservation funding. Uh, so I imagine that's exactly what you're talking about, that the, the, this has to be a priority yep. is to. And, and when we're talking about uh, maintaining bridges, what are we talking about specifically when you're talking about maintaining? Well, you, you know, obviously we want to want to maintain a, a, a structure to the level that, that it needs to be for safety, which is done pretty much all the time. I mean, we, we failures thankfully, are, 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 are very few in between, and they have occurred. And I think it, it's an eye-opener when they do occur, and we look at what we need to do to better avoid those. But uh, small maintenance is, you know, just painting a bridge and, and maintaining some of the, the structure itself is important to do through the years. And I think, uh, you know, we've done well at that in the state. Uh, the, the DOT has a great inspection program that, that, that is out there. Uh, you know, and I think it does come down to prioritizing which get the money and which get the done first and, and not, which is again, a need, again, we've talked about that you, know, you can't get away from funding. The need for funding is so, so critical in all of our infrastructure that we got to continue to look at that. When someone hears about a fern hollow, you know, it may be in the news cycle for just a week or two, but uh, it, when they hear that Pennsylvania has um, so many bridges in poor condition, Structurally deficient was the words that were used uh, often before. That sounded scarier than poor, I think. Should Pennsylvania motorists be concerned about driving across bridges in this state? Again, I think I think the state and the DOT have done a great job of maintaining and, and inspecting our bridges. Um, poor condition doesn't mean that they're structurally in, you know, sufficient. Uh, they're, they're in poor shape. There could be elements... You know that that are there that don't affect the structural uh, integrity of a bridge. Um, so I don't think there's a fear. Uh, should be a fear. We we are actually doing a good job, and we're trying to get better at it. And that's where we want to go. Mm-hmm. Want to go to the lowest grade, the lowest grade on the report card, and that was for wastewater. Uh, there have been a lot of uh, new wastewater treatment plants built or updated, especially here in the Chesapeake Bay watershed but still the lowest grade on the report card. Why? I think wastewater, two things. Anything we don't see or 
a lot we tend to not you know bring to the surface uh i think wastewater and drinking water and utilities and some of those underground type facilities uh they're the ones we got to pay more attention to and i think that's what we're trying to bring to light here uh i do agree the investment in wastewater is occurring and new structures are being being uh built I think we'll see that change over the next four years. I think we're starting to see that investment be, be put in place that, that in the next four years, we'll see those grades go up. And just to be clear, what we're talking about with wastewater, and it's not the most pleasant topic for a radio show, is raw sewage actually going into the waterways. And, you know, that has an impact on drinking water and, and, and everything else. But as we said earlier, the population, development, all those things have an impact on wastewater and uh, water runoff and stormwater runoff, all those things. So it seems as though this is something that has to be updated on a regular basis. And that just hasn't been happening in a lot of cases where we have 50, 75, 100-year-old pipes under the ground. Correct. I mean, it is definitely an aging infrastructure, um, you know, that is that is getting attention and getting improvement. And I think we again with with the age of the infrastructure and the new technologies that are out there and things occurring, we're, we're able to apply these things and really help help these systems uh, become better. And hopefully we're addressing any future demands of those systems. So I think I do think we're heading in the right direction uh, on the wastewater side, uh, considering the investment that is occurring. Mm -hmm. What about stormwater? I mean, basically, what we're talking about is water from rain, and uh, you know, we've we've heard yeah. about climate change and uh, you know storms that will be more severe, more rain, that kind of thing. Absolutely, I think I think one of the things we did note, uh, particularly in the report card, is we've got. The severity of storms is, has been increasing, so we need to look at our resiliencies of our systems and start looking at ways that we can improve these systems uh, to, to, to really help help avoid these issues. And that and that filters into many different categories. We got roads that you got stormwater we want to deal with, you know, just really all the all the levels of, of uh, infrastructure that stormwater affects. And, 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 and I think we're, we're really moving in that direction to look at how we can we make these systems more resilient so that we have less failures of, of stormwater systems. I think we're replacing a lot of aging systems uh, as we move forward. So I do think, you know, it's one of those things we're looking at now to try to improve. You said yourself, and it's a, it's a good point, that uh, uh, people most often of these 13 infrastructure grades, uh, the ones they can see, the ones they deal with on an everyday basis are the ones that seem to get more attention, not just from the public, but from legislators in Harrisburg and Washington, for example, uh, where, you know, they, they have the, the purse strings. They can uh, control how much money is invested in these. How do you get people uh, interested in, say, I don't know, uh, hazardous waste <laughs> when you know they're not dealing with that on a regular basis yeah. if ever sure great example why we do the report card too is that we we look at infrastructure and all elements of infrastructure to try to really have an bring to the surface where we stand on all infrastructure not just the ones we see but the ones we can't see and i think we're you know through the years ase has done really well at bringing these to the surface um, and help work through not only the federal, but the state and the local level to really help address infrastructure issues. 
Money has always been the challenge. There's more money coming from the federal government to Pennsylvania, billions of dollars, in fact. But it's not enough, according to the report card. How much do we need, and will we ever have enough? Uh, you know, I can't, putting a number on that, I don't know. Each has their own needs. Um, and, and I think I think we do need to, the investment that's occurring now is important, and, and it's good that we have it, and we're seeing it. And I think we do need to keep the focus on more funding or, or new ways of funding things, as we talked about. Uh, because I think as we move forward, you know, we got to create efficiencies and hopefully we can save some monies here and there, but, but we, we know we got to catch up a little bit. And that's kind of the story across the country in our infrastructure. We've caught up somewhat, but again, you just keep feeling like, you know, it, it, it feels like you're on a treadmill sometimes that it, it never ends. But uh, hey, uh, yeah. David Joya, who's co-chair of the Infrastructure Report Card for Pennsylvania from the American Society of Civil Engineers, I want to thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you, too. Thank you for having me. You're listening to The Spark on WITF, your home for NPR and discovering all things local. I'm Scott Lamar.